This is The Wrap, a weekly show bringing you the movie news and cool stuff that's been happening throughout the week. This is episode 36 on Friday, June 28, 2013, and I am your host, TJ. So let's start off with the box office report from Monday, which I titled, Monsters Scared Off the Box Office. Uh, Monsters was the clear winner, and uh, it came in at number one, making $82 million on its domestic weekend opening, with a $54.5 million foreign total, bringing the worldwide total up to $136.5 million. That, of course, is opening weekend for Monsters University. Number two was World War Z, uh, which brought in uh, $66 million domestically over the weekend, and a $45.8 million foreign total, bringing it to $111.8 million worldwide. Also not a bad number. Uh, it's just a little bit hard to compete, even though the last previous two films from Pixar were a bit lackluster. It's just really hard to compete with Pixar because everyone loves a good Pixar film. And I must say, Monsters University really brought things back into the fold as far as I'm concerned. I really enjoyed Monsters University. It was a good, solid film. I gave it four or five stars. Uh, We talked about it on the podcast. Uh, World War Z, for me, was not as good as I would have wanted it to be. Uh, certainly not as much as I was expecting after uh, our contributor, Corey Poff, gave it such a high review. Uh, I give it about three and a half of five stars. I had some issues with it, but all in all, I enjoyed myself, and it was a decent film. So uh, that was number two at the box office. Number three was Man of Steel, bringing in $41.2 million over the weekend. $188.3 million is the foreign total, bringing the worldwide total up to $398.3 million. Number four was This Is The End. Why was this film even made? I don't know. Number five, Now You See Me. Number six, Fast and Furious 6. Number seven, The Internship. Number eight, The Purge. That was how the box office looked as of Monday. The Avengers is finally streaming on Netflix. If you've been holding out to see The Avengers on home video, if you saw it in theater, if you didn't see it in theater, this is a great chance for you to see it. If you already have a Netflix subscription, you can now watch it on Netflix. Uh, So finally, uh, I say finally, it's interesting. I wasn't expecting it to come to Netflix this soon. Uh, Oftentimes titles this big don't come to Netflix for several years. They try to make you buy it and purchase it and spend money via other means, but I am happy to see this on Netflix. It doesn't do me any good because I already owned it via iTunes and had watched it a few times since it came out on home video. Independence Day 2 does not feature Will Smith. This is via comingsoon.net. Following word this week of an official July 3, 2015 release date for 20th Century Fox's Independence Day 2, director Roland Emmerich has dropped a few hints about what to expect from the much-anticipated sequel. Will Smith cannot come back because he's too expensive, Emmerich told New York Daily News while promoting his latest White House down, but he'd be able to but he'd also be too much of a marquee name. It would be too much. And to which I said in my article, which is linked in the show notes, I smell a box office bomb in the making. I really don't understand why you would want to make Independence Day 2 without Will Smith, but maybe I'm just completely missing something. Um it smells like a disaster to me. Um you know, and, and he says Pullman confirmed earlier this year that plans call for the return of his character, Thomas Whitmore, but no talent has been officially locked as of yet. And uh, then later in the week, I'll go ahead and mention this. I mentioned that uh, Goldblum and Pullman have been confirmed for Independence Day 2, according to George Wales from Total Film. Roland Emmerich continues to drip feed information about the forthcoming Independence Day 2, confirming that Jeff Goldblum will return for the long-awaited sequel uh, alongside fellow returnee Bill Pullman. 
well, I'm just dancing for joy because I just, the, the very thing I wanted in my whole entire life that would just fulfill me and make me um, able to live life again was Independence Day 2, only not. So that's Independence Day 2 news. Following up on my um, feelings of Man of Steel, which I mentioned in the podcast and got a little flack for because I did not like it, I wrote a review and also people have been irritated with me for not liking it. And I found an article which uh, on Comics Alliance, and I, tartled, I, I, I entitled my link to it, Man of Steel and Morality, on moviebyte.com. You will find this in the show notes. Uh, I, he, I mentioned first the thing I disagreed with, and that is the idea that, ma- that Superman killing Zod was a bad thing, which I didn't agree with. However, I did agree with uh, this, which I'll read. Superman is not a hero in this movie. He's a liability. This is a movie where everyone would have been better off and thousands more people would be alive if Superman had never come to our planet. It's hard to see that as a message of hope. If the filmmakers had written it so that Zod had always meant to target Earth and Jarrell sent his son to stop him, that would place an act of heroism at the story's core rather than acts of desperation and revenge. It would make Superman a solution, not a problem. The rest of the story would play out largely the same way, but events would have moral weight the filmmakers chose to go a different way. And much more in this article. There's really only the first thing that I mentioned about killing Zod was what I disagreed with. Everything else in this article, I agree with so much. So that's uh, that's me following up on uh, things that people have been irritated with me about. But that's how I feel about it. So uh, I had some trouble with Man of Steel. Moving on. World War Z sequel is a go. We barely have gotten out of the weekend when World War Z sequel has been confirmed. According to Jermaine Lucier over at Slash Film, over the past few weeks, Brad Pitt has been cautiously optimistic about a potential sequel to his new zombie film, World War Z. He knows there's more story to tell and more parts of Max Brooks' novel to explore, (laughs) but he was unsure about how the public would embrace the film. Well, after a $112 million opening weekend... $66 $66 million in the U.S. and $46 million internationally, which is also the biggest of Pitt's career, Paramount has decided to move forward on a sequel to World War Z. Well, um, I finally did, after I published this um, uh, piece on Movie Byte, which I linked to Jermaine Lucier, and I mentioned that I'm hearing good things about the film. That's when I saw it. That afternoon, I went and saw the film. And it's decent enough, and I can see why they want to make a sequel. So, more power to them. I'll be interested to see what they do. There's certainly more to explore in this world. The idea, though, that there's more of Max Brooks' novel to explore is ludicrous, because my understanding is that the movie is nothing at all like the book, except for the name. Mark Strong, rumored as a contender for the role of Lex Luthor, according to Alex Mady at JoeBlow.com. Um, and I'm not quite sure exactly who Mark Strong is. I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything, but I watched a couple of things with him in it on YouTube and the like, and I think he would make a great Lex Luthor, although my favorite Lex Luthor thus far has been Kevin Spacey. Um, Gene Hackman, of course, when I think of Lex Luthor, I think of Gene Hackman. That, just as I think of Christopher Reeve when I think of Superman, I think of Gene Hackman when I think of Lex Luthor. So it'll be interesting to see what someone else brings to the role. And no, I haven't, I've only watched a few episodes of Smallville, uh, and so I guess I do know um, whatever that guy's name is who plays Lex Luthor. But to me, Gene Hackman and, to a lesser extent, Kevin Spacey are Lex Luthor. So we'll see how this goes. Um, Speaking of World War Z, a couple of links back, uh, Corey Poff did release his review of World War Z on MovieByte.com, which you'll find in the show notes. He gave it five of five stars. He really enjoyed this film. As he's told me, and I think he's mentioned in the comments, he's a big fan of the genre, and this film was everything he wanted. 
and uh, I recommend you read his review, even though I don't agree and give it as good a marks. Oh, and there's a great conversation going. Uh, this is the most comments we've ever had on Movie Byte, actually, uh, as a young site. Uh, I don't even know how many. There are 28 comments. Uh, great conversation going over there. So check out that link in the show notes. Rick Santorum has been named CEO of a movie studio, Echo Light Studios. Uh, Angie Han on SlashFilm.com reports, Rick Santorum may not be the president of the United States, but he's about to become the king of Hollywood, or a Dallas-based Christian version of it anyway. The former Pennsylvania senator has been named CEO of Echolite Studios, a production company that aims to make honest, uplifting content like 2011's Soul Surfer, only without watering down the truth. To which I say, I'm you know not Santorum's biggest fan, but uh, maybe he can do something cool here. Who knows? I don't hate him as a person, necessarily. Uh, and uh, Angie goes on to report specifically, that means movies like Echo Light's first theatrical release, The Redemption of Henry Myers, a western about a bank robber who's saved physically and spiritually by a kind of widow who takes him in. The film is expected to hit sometime this year. The problem with Christian films, to me, uh, they've always been cheesy. They've had bad acting. They beat you over the head with the message. Um, I'm just not really, you know, even though I'm a Christian, and even though there are a few Christian films I enjoy, such as Facing the Giants, which still had its cheese and things, but it was to a lesser extent, perhaps, and I, I do know and like Alex and Stephen Kendrick. Um, but but the biggest problem with Christian films has been that cheese factor and just beating you over the head with the message. And watching this trailer which is also in this article, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, you should watch it. It appears to me, uh, I could be wrong, but it appears to me that the bad acting is covered here still. It's still bad acting. The message looks to be a bit cheesy. So we'll we'll see how this goes. I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens, and I hope that Rick Santorum can have a good turn at Echo Light Studios as the CEO. I released my review of Monsters University on Wednesday, and I gave it four of five stars. And then we talked about it on the Movie Byte podcast, episode 49, where we were joined by a guest, Ben Kaiser. Uh, And this is a good time to mention that um, going forward, at least for now, Ben Kaiser will be my co-host on the the Movie Byte podcast. Uh, Joe has been my co-host for 49 episodes, and he took over for one show for me when I was unable to be there and had some personal issues going on and family matters to attend to. He's been a great co-host, and he really hates to leave the show, but... He has way too many other things going on, things on his plate, personal things going on in his life, and he just needs to offload for a while. He will continue to be a guest once in a while on the Movie Byte podcast. He's not gone for good, and maybe someday in the future he will be back to continue co-hosting the show with me. But for now, um, I've continued to talk with Ben about co-hosting the show with me, and we believe that's going to move forward. We had originally announced that Clark Douglas would be joining me as the co-host, but some things came up for him that uh, prevented that from happening like we all thought it would. So Ben Kaiser will be the new co-host going forward, at least for now. We'll see how that works out. He enjoyed being on the show, and so he was willing to move forward. So we'll, we'll all move forward with that understanding. All right, Marvel schedules an untitled film for 2016. According to George Wales at Total Film, Marvel has announced another untitled film to be slotted into its long-term release schedule, the third such project, penciled for 2000, penciled in for 2016 and 17. The announcement confirms the studio's commitment to a two-films-per-year output, with the film in question slated to arrive in cinemas on 8th of July 2016. Which, To which I wondered what kind of a film we would be looking at, and I continue the quote, 
As for these unnamed films might turn out to be, as for what these unnamed films might turn out to be, there's plenty of room for speculation. We know that Marvel is keen on a Doctor Strange movie, while there has been plenty of online clamor for a blank Black, Black Panther introduction. Uh, my vocal uh, processing is not working well this morning. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, that's interesting. I don't know anything about the the Marvel Universe all, except for what we've seen in the movies. I was never a big comic book reader when I was a kid, so it's interesting to see what's going on, and these kind of sound weird to me, but um, who knows? Maybe they'll be as good as Iron Man was. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The new Terminator film is to be a reboot uh, according to Edward Davis at the playlist, once known as Terminator 5, colloquially, Paramount revealed in a press release that the new Terminator film will start over and reboot form and relaunch a new trilogy. I want to know which one of you listeners or readers uh, ordered this trilogy, this new reboot of the Terminator, because I would like to come and beat you up. Why do we have to reboot all the things? I just don't understand. So, there you go. New, new rebooted Terminator. I guess some of you, somebody out there wanted this. I don't know. Pixar is promising more original stories, according to Andrew Sims at Hypable. One common complaint about Disney Pixar over the past few years concerns the reliance on sequel-slash-prequel ideas. Today, they're admitting it's become an issue, and they're pledging to change course. Speaking to BuzzFeed, President, uh, Pixar president Ed Catmull revealed that the animation studio now plans to release one original story a year. This is really good to hear to me. I'm, I've been a bit concerned about Pixar and what they're up to and what they're doing and where they're going and why are we seeing not as much original content. So it's good to hear them reaffirm that. At the same time, their last original content film, Brave, kind of bombed. Nobody really likes it. It's universally kind of panned. So at least not up to the previous level of their of, of work. So it's good to hear. We'll see what happens. I'm keeping my eye on Pixar. I really hope that they continue to produce good films because they produce some of the best films we've seen uh, in the last 10 to 15 years. All right, and finally, let's talk about what to see this weekend. Uh, this weekend, uh, the box office will be heating things up and taking the White House down while vampires live their secret lives. Uh, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting references to all three of the new films in there. Uh, of course, first up is The Heat, as I mentioned, heating things up. It is rated R. It's a comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Um, and uh, I will read the uh, synopsis here. Uptight and straight-laced FBI special agent Sarah Ashburn is a methodical investigator with a reputation for excellence and hyper-arrogance. Shannon Mullins, one of the Boston one of Boston PD's finest and foul mouth, has a very short fuse and uses her gut instinct and street smarts to catch the most elusive criminals. Neither has ever had a partner or a friend for that matter. When these two wildly incompatible law officers join forces to bring down a ruthless drug lord, they become the last thing anyone expected. Buddies. So, I don't know. It, it looks kind of fun and interesting, although it is rated R and it is a comedy, so that may not be a good thing. Uh, but And I, I kind of have a nagging feeling that I'm going to be disappointed by this film, even though I like Sandra Bullock. I don't like Melissa Car McCarthy as much, at least in the few things that I've seen her in. So um, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I'll, I'll probably see it as soon as I can and let you guys know whether I think it's worth seeing or not. Uh, also new this weekend is White House Down. It looks like it's going to be good summer fun to me. I'm expecting it to be about three and a half of five stars. Probably not a whole lot of plot. I'm hoping for enough plot to make it worthwhile. Obviously, there's going to be lots of explosions. It is the latest from director Roland Emmerich. It stars Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. Also, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, coming, uh, last thing I've seen her in was uh, The Dark Knight Rises. 
I'm sorry, The Dark Knight. She was not in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, so, uh, latest from director Roland Emmerich. We'll see how that is as well. And then Byzantium, uh, a vampire film. It kind of looks to me like uh, Twilight meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it looks pretty weird. And it is rated R. Vampire film, rated R. Mm, make of that what you will. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, still in theaters is Monsters University, World War Z, Man of Steel, This is the End, Now You See Me, Fast and Furious 6, The Internship, and Star Trek Into Darkness. For more on how I feel about those films and whether I think you should see them or not, see my linked article in the show notes. Well, that is it for this week. If you would like to view the show notes online, you can find those at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 36. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I am TJ Draper Pro over there. You can also follow MovieBite on Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date. We are at MovieBite. And you can like MovieBite on Facebook at facebook.com slash MovieBite. And make sure you visit the website where I keep you up to date every weekday at MovieBite.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>